Hey, welcome to the Monkey House Primates. So, thanks so much. I've asked around here to quickly uh, let you all know that we're in Sydney. We're about to be in Brisbane. So, uh, very quick stop in Sydney. We're just here for a few nights. So, come and see us. And then what are we doing? We're going up to Brisbane. We're going to do a Who Knew It with Matt Stewart at Good Chat. And we're also doing a couple of Dryer Dryers, our comedy festival show. It's the last run of the whole tour. So, come on down, Brisbane. That's right. And in Sydney, we're at the Manning Bar and at the Chippo for the Who Knew It. Really pumped up. Hopefully, see you all there. Uh, now, on with the show. Ook, ook. What is that what the monkey say? Yeah, ooga cha cha. <laughs> I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. This podcast is part of the Planet Broadcasting Network. Visit planetbroadcasting.com for more podcasts from our great mates. Welcome to Primates, a podcast where we explore primates in popular culture from Chimpan A all the way down to Chimpan Z. This season, we're going through the episodes of the first season of Umbrella Academy. I'm your host, Matt Stewart, and here, as always, is my trusty sidekick sitting beside me in cyberspace, Mr. Evan Munro-Smith. <laughs> hey. Hey, Evan, how's it going? How's gaming, 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 gaming? The gaming <laughs> show. <laughs> Uh, it's good. I mean, it's still on hiatus and we, you know, just found out on the weekend that it's just going to continue to be on hiatus for a, a while. Yeah. Unless we can work out a, a way to do if it. If people but, yeah. are listening in real time, uh, which will be yeah. hard to do, that'll be like maybe the FBI or something like that. They'll know <laughs> that we are, yeah, in Melbourne, we're in lockdown for a little while longer yet. Uh, relatively strict lockdown in terms of time allowed outside the house and whatnot. Uh, yep. Yeah, so I'm missing the stupid old studios. Yeah. Yeah, I wonder how it's all going. Yeah, I reckon it. I hope it's still there. Yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> we, we hope so. Surely we'd get a phone call if not. I mean, the security cameras would pick something up, surely. You'd hope so. <laughs> Technology, though, you can't <laughs> trust it. Uh, so we're talking today about episode six of season one. Did you notice that I went off script a bit on that intro? Like, for no. most of the first 100 episodes, I just read it off the screen in front of me. That time, yeah. very fumbly, because I couldn't remember <laughs> the words, the order, that sort of stuff. Mm. So, there's a little peek behind the curtain for you, Evan. I know you love those. <laughs> you you love a behind-the-scenes yeah. documentary. Uh, yeah. So, this this episode was great. You, you watched it just recently? I've, yeah, I just finished watching it then. Oh. Well, that is very recently. I finished watching very it recent. an hour and I a half ago. I barely had time to go and get a drink uh, in between. Um, it's uh, Yeah, it was a really good episode. Again, lots of stuff happened. Like, the, the it, it really is picking up. Things are really getting interesting now. Yes, and then the sort of twist at the end meant that kind of nothing happened at all. But uh, we'll get <laughs> to way. that. Yeah, I mean, I mean, it all did happen. It wasn't like they woke up from a dream, which would be a bit rough, but... 
Yeah. Uh, yeah, it was still... Uh, it was all reversed. Anyway, so the synopsis uh, via Netflix is Sparks fly when Vanya finds her siblings holding an emergency family meeting without her. Five starts his new job at HQ and Cha-Cha faces a dilemma. I mean, just in mm. that synopsis, you're like, how do they fit that into an hour? That's so many storylines. <laughs> yeah. All A plots. Um, yeah, and there's even more other stuff. Less. I mean, less it doesn't touch on Klaus's work at all. You know, he's oh, he's yeah. gone through time into a war, and that doesn't even and get Diego, a mention. Diego has some moments as well, um, and our favourite Pogo, yeah, uh, has has a little bit more going on this this week as well. Still not heaps, not heaps, Still, but it is something yeah. that's very sus. Like what's he? He's hiding? at the crux. I f- I feel like he's at the crux of everything. Yeah, I can't because I have seen this season. I can't remember what he's hiding, but he's hiding. I feel something. like by the end of by the end of this season. It will have made sense why we did this show as this podcast. Right. We hope so. Because we hope so. We hope that Pogo's storyline turns out to be consequential. Oh, yeah. Well, you- And you've <laughs> done this nearly every episode, but you're forgetting. Number one, Luther is an yeah, ape man. Yeah, I do man. forget. I he's do an forget ape Luther. man, Evan. Yeah. He, but that, he's, that doesn't seem to really matter at the moment. Oh. That doesn't- Really? Like, he's not going around using his eight powers. He doesn't look like an eight man, except that he's very big and buff. Like, I don't know. He, I don't fully understand your point here. So, you want him to well, act more like an ape? Is that well, what you're saying? If he did, then then I would think of him more as an ape, I think. Oh, okay. Well, how about you think <laughs> of him as more than just an ape? All right. You know, what about, uh, like, okay. Gorilla Crod or whatever his name was from the <laughs> Superman or whatever? The Flash. Oh yeah. Did you think of him as just an ape? He was super I don't really intelligent. Think of him at all, actually. Yeah, no, you're right. <laughs> Luther is not super intelligent. No, though. he's he he's, doesn't have that ability. He's real normally in- intelligent defied. <laughs> He'd probably yeah. say a, a phrase like that. <laughs> mm, normally intelligent. <laughs> yeah. Um this episode actually starts with Klaus. Um with a with a flashback to Vietnam. Yeah, the Vietnam I did War. say he went to the war, but really he only goes there in flashbacks. Uh Yes. So we learn but, we I mean, learn yeah. a bit more about what he did when he travelled back in time a couple episodes back. Yeah. Um namely he um he meets his friend Dave. Um and there's a a montage to the music of the doors where they they fall in love. Um it's quite beautiful. It is a sweet montage. Yeah. Uh, and this is all in the context of the Vietnam War, of course, so it's Yeah. Um it's full on. It's hectic. Yeah. Uh, it is hectic. So, it's uh, 1968 in the Shao Valley. Mm. And, yeah, they're, they he he arrives and we see where he r- arrives straight from the bus where he transported and he lands right in a, in a you know, in a, whatever the army tent is. A tent? A barracks yeah. or whatever. It's not barracks. Fucking hell. Now everyone knows that I was <laughs> never in the army. <laughs> but they he arrives there and he, he's... Instantly called onto the front line, basically. Yeah. Uh, yes, immediately, as soon as he lands. Unlucky so, time. All right, come on. And it's sort of, and we jump backwards and forwards through his flashbacks as the episode progresses. Yeah. It's a non-linear show like that. Yeah, it loves to jump around a bit. Then we, we've got yeah. Luther, number one, the big ape man, uh, who is being <laughs> yep. very apey. Uh, <laughs> he's he's called a bit of a meeting and he's got most of the others, all the super-powered others of the- Yeah, so he's got Barry. Alison, Diego and Klaus, I think, uh, because Five is disappeared in the 
at the end of the previous episode after that standoff. Yeah, he, he cut a he deal. He went with the handler. Yeah. So, he's kind of out of the picture for the time being. Um, so, yeah, it's Luther, Allison, Diego and Klaus. Yeah. Um, in this family meeting. And, um, and, and that sort of Luther is uh, still on this thing about the apocalypse. He won't let it go. Well, it really, it feels like this is the first time he's properly taken it seriously. And then even so, other yeah, members he- of the family, like Klaus, is like, yeah, maybe <laughs> he said something about an apocalypse, but he didn't say it was going to happen soon. <laughs> yeah. That's good fun. Klaus <laughs> is a very funny character. So, they're having this yeah, meeting. Like him. In the meantime, again, Hazel and Chacha uh, head over to another motel. And they get a message, another one of these little capsule messages yeah, they're coming from he- uh, the headquarters from the commission. Yeah, and that's cancelling the contract on number five, telling them to sit and wait for further instructions. We find out that that is because five is now working for the commission, so obviously don't yeah, want to because kill- he cut a deal. Yeah, he cut a deal. Sense. Now he's he's working in middle management or upper management at the commission. Yeah, the commission. But Char Char's a bit sort of pissed off about that for some reason. Yeah. Not really sure. I guess they've been working at this for a while and then they're like, oh, it's off. Yeah, I guess so. Um, well, I'm, well, I guess if you've you've had a task and you've failed at it multiple times and then they're <laughs> like, actually, don't even worry about it. You'd be like, oh, come also, on. Give us a go. Let me still, finish it. They still don't have the briefcase as well. So, it's like, well, there's only so much they can do anyway. Mm. But she, she then, um, she does get a follow-up memo, which says she should terminate Hazel. <gasps> Her partner. Yes. Her partner in crime. And she's such a- company person that she's like all right yeah whereas you wonder her- if hazel maybe he's starting to he's starting to sort of falter in his company madness and maybe he's starting to yeah. think you're thinking maybe which he assume- wouldn't do he wouldn't go through with it he's like there's more to life than this yeah which i assume is why they they want to terminate yeah him. Uh, at least that's what i assumed at this point um because he's he's sort of like blase about the whole thing you know the He's like, oh, you know, we can go, ah, do other things. Yeah. Anyway, so I why don't we that's start a romance she, um, with the donut lady? Yeah. He's he's seen what life can be like. And then with, she's um, like, what are you talking about? He's like, well, you know, we can each have our own dream. I was just using that as an example. You know, hypothetically, <laughs> we could start a romance with an A donut lady. <laughs> I mean, he didn't say any of that, but, you know, he could have. Yeah. He said it with his eyes. Yeah, he did. <laughs> Um, we do, uh, we then jump to the, the commission, which I, I, I kind of assumed was in the future, but it's kind of also, it, it feels like it's in the past. Well, yeah, like well, this- you always miss these. You miss these little titles. It is in 1955. Oh, well, that makes a lot of sense. I did miss the title. <laughs> I did have a note here that says, uh, very 50s. So, I was right on the money yeah. there. Um, it's uh, yeah. So this is where five um, is is there with the handler and and he's doing his little um, I don't know his, his induction. Yeah, being and shown around the place. She's really talking it up because there's just like rooms of people on typewriters, desks and desks, like hundreds and hundreds of desks with people yeah. just typing Sprawling away. Sprawling bureaucracy. Yeah, and she's she's talking it up. She's like, wouldn't it be? Isn't it amazing to be a part of something bigger? Like she's really selling it as mm. you know. Imagine being one of these people on a on a typewriter typing away. With a purpose. I feel like it's a it's a real boon for her to have five on her side because partly because he's very good at his job, as we see later on, but he um it also means that he's out of her hair and he could right. potentially be, you know, a huge threat to her, I think. So she seems to be very happy with this and, and wants to really wants to sell him on this 
this new job. Yeah, she's talking. Um, up, she's talking up the place. She's loving it. He's settling in, and it is. Yeah, they sort of. It's still sort of parodying bureaucracy and sort of the tediousness of it. You know, it's like mm. there's bits of it are the borderline sort of the office or something almost. Yeah, it I mean, reminds me of the video game Control. Okay, um, is that something you've talked so, about on the gaming show, gaming game? Uh, yeah, we talked about on uh, talked about that on Gamey Gamey Game. It's a good uh, good game. Um, five here. Um, he obviously isn't one hundred percent. He's still asking about the apocalypse. He still wants to know know about this. Um, and uh, we're introduced still banging to banging on about this apocalypse. <laughs> <laughs> um, they won't let it go. Um, yeah, we meet Dot, who is apparently the apocalypse case manager. And she's just delightful. Mm. Um, nice little uh, juxtaposition there. They like to play with that. And she's really trying to. She's trying to be very friendly to Five. She's asking if he wants to come to lunch with the others, help him settle yeah. in. And he's very Classic rude. Office. He's so rude. <laughs> Isn't it funny well, that my brain is like, oh, so he's trying to stop the apocalypse. She's trying to ensure it happens. And I'm like, you could be polite. Surely you can have a meal <laughs> with this lady. She's just um, sure, you know. Your, your work, the, in your mind, you, you, there's a separation there. One of you is pro-apocalypse, one of them <laughs> anti. But can't you come together, yeah. break bread? Just, just don't talk politics. Yeah, that's right. Um, no, but Five has work to do. He's, he's just been given his first case, the Hindenburg. It's a big one to um, get. I think he's, he's tr- is his job to make sure that the Hindenburg accident happens? Yes. Right, because you hear him explain. A couple it. Of these he, words he cracks a bit the bit code pretty quickly. Yeah, and we, we that that's um, jumping ahead of it, but yeah, he he um, sorts that one out. Um, and we know it's he's got to um, keep the Hindenburg happening because uh, he he put the was name, there a title that said there was I just a, yeah, the title. It said, must <laughs> must make sure the Hindenburg happens. No, his the name he wrote down um, in the capsule to be killed. The handler goes, why? Why him? What's wrong with him? He's, well, he's the son of the butcher, or something like that. And and then they talked out this succession of events that would lead to the Hindenburg blowing up. Yeah, I just didn't follow that away closely that enough well. to was, when I was, was listening. But I conversation. I, <laughs> no, I followed the conversation. I just lost lost tr- track of the of of whether that killing him would. Right. Save the Hindenburg, or right. or uh, let the. Um, I've come out so cocky happen. on that one, and now I've doubt. You've put down oh, okay. on one. Well done. <laughs> you win again. Um, so alongside this, um, Vanya and Leonard are um, are at the academy, which seems a bit like oh, Leonard at the academy, really. But he's Should lovely he really in this episode. There? He is lovely. He goes. I mean, they a, keep a showing glimpses of him being a bit dodgy, but to this one, he was. You know, he did a couple of little dodgy things, but overall, he's been very nice to Vanya, <laughs> bigging her up. It felt yeah. like geez, this guy's just a great partner. Um, they um they stumble upon the uh, the family meeting that is mm. still happening. Um, and Vanya obviously feels like left out. She's like, "Why didn't you <laughs> invite me to this obviously you know emergency family well, meeting?" That she happening. arrived. So Vanya's the one, the extraordinary one, was spoken about. Uh, a bunch. I mean, yes. she's the the main actor in the show, Ellen Page, and the main actor. It's an ensemble cast. It's an ensemble cast. Well, she's first build. Can I say oh, okay. that? You wouldn't have noticed sure. that because that's words on the screen. But <laughs> her name is the first one that comes up. Uh, and so she she's not keen to go there, but 
for whatever reason, and it's almost like uh, her boyfriend knows that they're going to be there. Like, it's almost like a setup for her to f- find out that she's been left out. I don't know how he yeah, would know why, that. Yeah, why did Leonard lead her there? He was really pushing something- her to be there. It felt oh, to tell him about getting the violin job. She's first chair now. Oh, right. Okay. He's like, go on, you be, be proud of your accomplishment yeah. and tell your family but about then it. Right. It felt like a big coincidence that they were having this meeting because uh, she goes in there and the rumour- uh, Alison. Alison says- uh, uh, So, Ellen Page goes, what, what's going on here? And Alison goes, just family business. And it's like, wait, why would you say that? She's in your family. <laughs> but then I realise that she doesn't trust- the boyfriend. Yeah, I, I assumed that, yeah, she was just, just saying, no, Leonard, you can't be here And then, for this but conversation. But she's like, hey, if you can say anything in front of Leonard, you can say it in front of me, <laughs> and vice versa. Yeah. But, okay. <laughs> but anyway. I guess either way, yeah. Um, Vanya was, was hurt and pissed off by that. So, this was almost like the final straw. Yeah. She's like, all right, I'm done with this family. Fuck you. I'm out. She doesn't even tell them the great news about the violin no, doesn't gig. even get to that. They don't even deserve <laughs> to know. They don't deserve to hear my violining. Uh, so, they storm off. But as they're leaving, uh, the boyfriend, whose name has started to escape me. Said, Leonard. Leonard. It's such a, uh, it's such a banal name. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that it just disappears. <laughs> so, Leonard goes, oh, actually, I forgot my jacket, which wasn't true, right? Was it? Uh, no, it was, oh, but it was, okay. I, I, I think he purpose, probably right. deliberately. Well, no, I, hang on. I think he. You're right. I think he didn't forget his jacket. Right. Um, but he did leave his jacket behind. Right. But I think he did it deliberately, and he didn't forget about it. So he goes back in, and he's sort of listening in a little bit to what's going on, and then he takes a little figurine. What's the figurine he takes? Is that it's Vanya? A, it's a figurine of um of Sir Reggie. Oh, right. In amongst the um the Umbrella Academy in in all their garb. Was that obvious um, to you why he would do that? No, I have no idea why he's he takes that figure. It's like he knows something about it. Maybe he's just got some weird. Thing with Sir Reggie, bit of an obsession. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. But then- He just sort of he smuggles it out. He, he smuggles it out and then we go back to the meeting and Luther's really keen on stopping this apocalypse. He's, he's big <laughs> on that. Whereas the others are sort of like, I don't know. We Apparently, because he let slip that number five told him they were all there and tried to stop it the first time and they all died. And they're like, yeah. whoa, all right. Well, what's the point of us trying again? And he, Which is actually a fair point. It is a fair point. But also, it's like, you, it almost makes sense. You go, well, this might be a paradox, but if do you go, all right, we didn't do it last time, so we should do something that isn't our first instinct, because that's what we would have done last time. There's a great uh, episode of Star Trek The Next Generation called Cause and Effect. It's one of my favorites. It involves a time loop, um, and it deals with this very question. Right. Like, well, you know that, something is going to happen, you know, that the your, the actions that you take are going to cause uh, your death, basically. Um, so, you end up second-guessing yourself and going, well, I would, my, my instinct would be to do this, but maybe if we do some, something that we wouldn't do, but then how do you know that that's not what causes- Right. It's, it is. It's a paradox, as you say. It's like you don't the, really know- um, the, the double bluffing thing from The Princess Bride, where one of the jokes oh, yeah. has a poison in it. But in the end, they both did. <laughs> He'd built up a resolve. <laughs> Good but, trick. Um, anyway, what but were we yes, talking it about? Is, oh, yes. So <laughs> it's kind of fair enough that they all they, they all kind of don't 
I mean, yeah, they've, they've all got, got their own going shit on. to do. Uh, they've got unfinished business from all their st- own storylines. Uh, yeah. For some reason, yeah. So, Diego goes after Hazel and Cha-Cha. Alison um, wants to go back to LA to be with her daughter if the world is going to end. I guess, guess that's fair yeah, enough. Klaus wants to reconnect with his dead lover from the Vietnam War, and he can only do that if he gets sober. Yep. Because he can see dead people, for new listeners. Yep. <laughs> I mean, if if you're well, new to this episode, <laughs> this must sound awful. I mean, if you've been listening the whole way along and not watched it, this would sound like <laughs> absolute uh, BS. But um, no, if you've been watching it, you will know that this is a very good program and this is all very good stuff. <laughs> but Luther reckons he's yep. got an idea because we knew at the start he was sent up to work on the moon for four years by his yeah. dad collecting data. And he's like... Uh, this has got to be, be something to do with it's got to be something with that dad must have sent me up there he must have known so i've got to find that data that i've sent back um but yeah everyone else leaves him unfortunately and he's sort of a bit disheartened by that but he doesn't stop him he, <laughs> understandably he goes on a bit of a rampage looking for the data he's like where's dad hidden it yeah because they're all there in the in the academy the mansion um it's got to be in there somewhere right yes the way that uh, Klaus tries to see his ex-lover uh, is to go sober and he asks Diego to tie him up. He's like, otherwise, I can't be trusted. It needs to be... It's the only way it can work. And we've seen it work once before when Cha-Cha and Hazel tied him up and interrogated him. That was the last time he got sober and saw lots of ghosts. Yeah. Is that is that just tying him up so that he can't take drugs? I think so, yeah. Yeah, right. Okay. Um, oh, did you think that that helped his power somehow? Well, yeah, I thought maybe him being restrained was somehow helped him. I'd, I'm not really sure. I was assuming it was just going to stop him from going and getting more drugs. Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, um, so, also around this time, because um, Vanya and Leonard uh, stormed out, basically, um, and they're walking down the street, and Vanya is venting her anger, um, and then behind her we can see that the, uh, the street lamps are bending Cars are sort of being shuffled around a tiny bit. Um, yeah, her, it's like uh, her rage has, is having like a physical manifestation out on the streets. Yeah. This is the first time we've seen anything like this from her. Like we've seen kind of the waves of energy that, that yeah. can can come off her, but this is the first time we've actually seen her physically moving something. She's obviously very, um, very angry about all this. Yeah, that's right. So, yeah, she's sort of like the... What's that character from the X-Men who has those kind of powers? Jean Grey? Uh, she's a bit Jean Greyish, maybe? Oh, yeah. Maybe okay. not. I don't know. I don't know enough about that. But uh, she was yeah, like the most powerful X-Men, X-Person, X-Man <laughs> or whatever. But um, she's... Yeah, I forget what her other name was. But she was in one of the movies. Does um, it matter? Yeah, uh, I can't remember. I haven't, I haven't gone too far into the X-Men because I do, I do know that uh, Patrick Stewart is in it. He's in Star Trek The Next Generation. Yeah, so also. Patrick Stewart is Charles Xavier. Yes. Hey, did um, you know this? In America, they spell grey, G-R-A-Y. Yeah, and we spell G-R-E-Y. Yeah. A lot I, of the um, words Americans just recently. sort of fixed the en- and we didn't. The English spell a lot of their own language wrong. And then Americans went, mm, I'm going to fix this up a little bit because <laughs> some of this does not make sense. And then yeah. they changed Z to Z and they changed uh, like, uh, uh, what's the bloody 
uh, Derby to Derby, oh, etc. Yeah. They like to spell things the way they're said, which makes sense. Jean Grey's uh, aliases, Marvel Girl, Phoenix, and Dark Phoenix. Oh, so she would have been at the oh, centre right. of the X-Men Dark Phoenix movie, I'm guessing, based on that. I didn't know that movie existed. All right, maybe it doesn't. Is she the one that kills uh, Charles Xavier? Could be. I don't know. Or is that the one who turns blue? Or no, is blue and can morph into anyone? Well, this is for another podcast for sure. Yeah, I think we're in over our heads here. Let's let's. We're barely treading water with Umbrella Academy. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Okay, cool. Where are we? Five is hard at work. He's um, he's you know he's, he's. tasked with the the Hindenburg disaster trying to um, either make that happen or stop it from happening. I can't remember. Um, he gets caught trying to send a memo that catch him out. And, of course, we think he's he's, he's trying to, you know, get a, get a message out to um, have someone killed. Um, uh, but he's caught by the handler and uh, and uh, it, we, we see that it's actually to, to kill a butcher, which results um, in him uh, either achieving the uh, Hindenburg... <laughs> Being destroyed or saved, whichever the one he was supposed to do. Destroyed. I'm confident of that. I've I've looked back around. I remain confident. All right. He's he's worked out that killing this butcher will make this Hindenburg disaster happen as as it is supposed to happen. Um, And, uh, of course, everybody's pleased with that idea. Um, He's gained some trust in the organization. Somewhere around here, I think, as well, is where we meet uh, Gloria. Um, who is basically the the gatekeeper of the tubes, the memo tubes. So you can't go and send a memo without it going through her. He later, um, I know we're jumping around a little bit, but I don't think it matters too much. He later suggests that they, why don't they just send them themselves? And the handler goes, oh, she's been around so long. It'd be a very unpopular <laughs> move. Yeah, classic bureaucracy. It's such like a, a government thing. It's like. <laughs> That's just how why? it is. That yeah. We've got an extra person in there for some reason. <laughs> I mean, he's on the one hand, he's right. On the other hand, um, she uh, is useful in this case because it means that he can't just go and yeah, send that's out what, memos killing whoever he wants like to kill. It's like a one like, last check and balance, or whatever checks and balance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so he's he's gained a bit of trust. He, um, but but he's still obviously trying to get to the bottom of this apocalypse situation. Um, he smuggles a file um, into the bathroom, um, but the handler. Uh, comes in, still has her suspicions. She um, weirdly uh, uh, pees in the, the stall next to his and it's sort of a weird, uncomfortable conversation. Yeah, she's on an all-liquid um, diet. She's explaining yeah. why she's pissing so much. Yeah, which is fine. Um, in the end, they uh, they go off and have lunch together. Um, Hazel and Cha-Cha are on the road. Yes, um, now we, and we know that Cha-Cha's... Gonna, she's taking him out there to kill him. She's taking him out to the woods, but she's yeah. told him that they're Classic. going out there to get the uh, suitcase, the briefcase. briefcase. Yeah, because she's she's like, oh, I got a memo from the commission. The briefcase is out here somewhere. Um, not the case. And there's a fake yeah. out. So she, he's turned his back. She's got the gun out. There's a click, jump cut to her driving back, looking sad, and then pans out. <laughs> Hazel's sitting alongside her. Yeah. It's she interesting had the perfect chance that, to, to shoot not, him. No ad break or anything. It's just like an instant reveal, basically, that... Yeah. There was about five seconds where we all thought Hazel was dead. 
Yeah, but it was also a fake out, so it was like, yeah, he's probably not dead. Yeah, yeah. But anyway, that that got cleared up very quickly. Um, <laughs> bit of fun, bit of fun. Hey, bit of fun. Um, They're like, we haven't ch- got enough in this episode yet. Let's squeeze <laughs> in a fake out. Yeah. Um, and so they, yeah, they go back to the motel, and Hazel goes to go get some takeout food. At this point, I was so confident that he was not going to come back. I. I don't know what what it was about it, but I was like, he, I reckon he's he's getting out of here. Yeah. Um. Anyway, um. Luther is at the um at the academy. He's looking for the uh, the notes. Uh, Sir Reggie's research notes, trying to work out what was going on. Um. And uh, Pogo is there, and Pogo begrudgingly shows Luther um where all the correspondence is that he sent from the moon to Sir Reggie. So brutal. And 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 it's in, it's just in a box in it hasn't even, even been it. yeah it was still sealed, sealed little packets Stamps. oh so Lunar that's mail. a bit hard it basically you know Sir Reggie sent after becoming an, an ape man um, Sir Reggie uh, sent him to the moon for a, a mission that was uh, get, get out just of to my keep hair. him busy yeah yeah it was but Pogo kind of says it was like he you needed a purpose or something he's like but. Man, <laughs> just send him to the moon to do fuck all. Um, so, yeah, obviously Luther now is kind of <laughs> lost. Because um, he was the staunchest ally to the dead father. Everyone else has yeah, sort of moved right. on and he was the only he one. He always like- defended, yeah, he always defended Sir Reggie um, and, so, and, and and stuck around longer than anyone else. He, um, I heard him loyal. say, hey, he's not eccentric. He doesn't even have a weird hat. Because <laughs> he also couldn't remember the time that he wore an old leather pilot's hat. Evan and um, Luther, two peas in a pod. He, um, so look, Luther is, um, yeah, he's he's taken that hard. Yeah. Then we he's, get a bit of a flashback, a bit of a, a happier time, briefly. Where you know, Luther and sorry a- to interject. Oh, okay, but please. I, it was at, it was at this point where I thought, what. It, it's weird that they don't press Pogo harder on some of this stuff because there's a lot they don't know and they know that Pogo knows. They talk, They try to get information out of Grace at some points, but she obviously she's a machine. She says she has no memory of, of certain events, but Pogo's been around the whole time and they he just sort of shows up every now and then, but I'm, I'm surprised that as a, as a group they don't kind of press him for, for more answers at right. any point, at least at this point like that. You know, yeah, he's their dad's closest confidant. Yeah, I just, I, yeah. Anyway, look, Grace is also the point. The robot mum. Uh, yes, that's right. Yeah, their mum. And yes, and obviously Pogo is the chimp butler. Uh, obviously, obviously. So, uh, but yes, flashback. There's a flashback. Luther and Allison are kids, teenagers, and they're up on some level upstairs. It's almost like a greenhouse level of their mansion. Yeah. And they've set up a little tent and they're having a little party, the two of them. It's like a little, like a, a date, I guess. Yeah. And um, uh, Luther gives Allison a locket, a love heart locket. And yeah. then she asks him to dance and it's all very sweet. And then all of a sudden, bloody crotchety old eccentric <laughs> billionaire, Mr. Hargraves walks in and he says, oh, you kids. Cut that out. We don't have fun. He says, 
You know what? You're allowed to have fun between 12 and 12.30 on Saturdays. That's when it's scheduled <laughs> or scheduled. Scheduled or scheduled. Brutal. Both. I think uh, both acceptable. Both acceptable. I think I use both interchangeably. Great. Me too from now on. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, I think then maybe we come back to the present again. So they love to jump around. Well, it's bloody house yeah. of pain out there. They love to jump around. <laughs> All right. Bit of a fun one there. Um, then was that, so a, you, was that a music reference? That's oh, the song one. Jump Around. Yeah. Right. right. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yes. <laughs> Diego there is then tying up clouds. There's a bit of, you know, there's sort of a bit of fun and games there. He fully ties them up and then Klaus goes, oh, I need to go to the toilet. Ah, fun. <laughs> bit of fun. And then he does it again. Yeah. Uh, this time for real. And he leaves. Uh, Diego well, there is there. There, uh, during the tying up situation. Um, Klaus tells Diego about Dave, that whole thing, right? Um, and and also Ben is in the room. I don't know if that's going to sort of come back and be significant later, or if it is just significant at the time. Yeah, but can it's sort of ben, like a rare. Huh? Can Ben go and find Dave because they're both they're both in the ghost world? You know what I mean? Yeah, that's a good point. I don't know what the rules are there. Yeah, um, none of that's very clear about what the ghost realm is like. Yeah, also kind of interesting that but, oh, but Klaus can't see Ben. Klaus can see Ben even when he's so when he's not sober. Yeah. I think. So Is that because they've got a closer bond or something? Yeah, must be. But it, it is or interesting. Or Ben is choosing to hang around him or something. True. Ben seems to- I don't know how Ben died, but he doesn't seem to look scarred in any ways, whereas most of the other dead people still sort of look like- they did the moment they died, right? They've got yeah. wounds and that sort of stuff. Yeah, that's an interesting point. So, I don't know if that's just how they choose to show themselves because uh, that's important <laughs> at the time or if that's how they want it all the, the time. Or they get to pick an avatar or what. <laughs> None of that is <laughs> yeah. clear at this point. No, they haven't explained any of this. Um, but it is a, a rare sympathetic moment for Klaus because he, I think generally he's he's sort of just seen as an annoyance, but I, he- does get a bit of sympathy from um, from Diego and Ben. Yeah, Diego uh, says, nice. oh, he, he must have been a really special person to put yeah. up with all your shit. <laughs> uh, psych. Got him. <laughs> Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Uh, then, so, um, yeah, when, when <laughs> Vanya has bent all those street poles, the street lamps... Um, Leonard tries to convince us, you did that. And she's like, no, I'm afraid not. They were already like that. Yeah, she's so convinced that she's she, uh, so normal. She's very blind to it entirely. Um, um, still wondering what Leonard is up to. I don't know what, what his game is at this stage, but he's um, just trying to encourage and support Vanya through all this. Mm. Um, and then uh, uh, we jump back to the the past. The the commish. Yeah, the commission, 1955, uh, where Five and Handler are having lunch. And she has candies that taste like decades. Yeah. Isn't that neat? Yeah, a little sort of Willy Wonka moment. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's a pretty weird sort of thing. Then um, they go through 
they go through her collection of weapons, which is yeah. like clear. It's like, well, these weapons are going to be used soon. <laughs> I don't think they'll be giving them so much time if they weren't going to come up. Yeah, uh, it's including like it's these relics. She stole of, um, the gun that Hitler used to kill himself. Yeah. She said, you're not meant to, but, you know, he wasn't going to use it anymore. <laughs> Bit of fun. Bit of fun. Bit of Hitler-related um, fun. And this is where Five suggests that they, they don't need Gloria. She's just a, a she's, she's inefficient. Yeah. Um, she's getting in the way. People, you could just send your own memos to have people killed. <laughs> it's much quicker that way. And, yeah, and then the, the handler says, no, we, she's been here for ages. Um, and then uh, Dot comes in. Uh, with a worrying report for the handler. Classic Dot. I don't know what it is, but classic Dot. Um, did we talk about Dot earlier? I think we did. <laughs> yeah, you mentioned She's a, Dot before. a minor character at the at the commission. Yeah. Um, so, um, what else is going on? Luther is still having a hard time with this whole- uh, <laughs> Yeah, he's feeling <laughs> Losing pretty the shitty. meeting of everything But he's situation. caught up with Alison, right? So- yeah, because she comes to say goodbye because she was going to go to LA and, and she's going to head off to the airport. There weren't any flights, but she was just going to go to the airport and, and wait for the next available flight, I guess, so she can head back to LA to be with her daughter. And then the um, flashback gave us the context of the Love Heart locket, which she was now wearing again. In the flashback, she said, I'll never take it off. And Luther reminds her of that and he said, but you did take it off, didn't you? And she said, yes, I did. <laughs> And then, so she's about to go. She's like, I've really got to go for my plane. They have a nice sort of time together and they, they're they getting on very well. And then she says she has to go and he says, can I ask you to dance first? Which was what happened in the flashback scene. Only this time, yes. it's a weird choreographed scene where they change clothes. Maybe he's not even wearing the ape man suit in it. He doesn't yeah, look as big. he's like normal. Um, but- uh, Not that being an yeah. ape man isn't normal, Evan. <laughs> All right. I mean, what is normal? Uh, just a human okay. man. Yeah, right. Okay. Fair or, or whatever. Um, yes, and they dance. To Dancing in the Moonlight. Great song. Um, uh, yeah, I don't like that song, but I do like- no? I like the dance scene. It's just another happy da- little dance scene. It's the second weird dance scene, uh, the yeah. first one since the first episode. Yeah, it definitely harks back to the um, uh, I Think I'm Alone Now scene in the first episode. Um yeah, they kiss at the end of that. It's a very, uh, very nice little moment. Um, what else is going on? Uh, we do uh, amongst all this as well. We get a flashback to Vietnam where we see the moment Dave is shot through the heart. Um, who's to blame? You give love a bad name, of course. What? That's another music <laughs> reference there, Evan. Right. Okay. I think good. Bon- John Bon Jovi sang that. Yes. One. Um, John Bond to his friends. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, it's a, a, a tragic scene, of course. Um, Klaus is uh, upset about that. Um, uh, Diego uh, is at the Academy um, around here as well because he's just tied up Klaus. He sees that Grace is alive again, which is well, would be kind of spooky from his point of view because he deactivated her a few episodes ago. Yes, and um, this was a key scene because he asked her, do you, do you remember anything? And her last memory that she says was from a week ago. And he says, but that was from a week ago. Don't you remember anything since? And she looks over his shoulder and Togo <laughs> comes out from behind a secret bookcase door. Yes. And, in the and just looks at her like, you don't say a fucking word. You know, that kind of <laughs> look with his eyes, which isn't like it. So far, that has not been him at all. He's been a kind old chimp butler. Yeah. But, but this was the first did... time where it seemed like there was a little something behind the eyes, maybe. 
There was um, when because Pogo was the one that repaired her, right? And mm. and he said, you know, what do you remember? And and says you don't yeah, tell you anyone anything. Tell so yeah. Yeah, what is she? Uh, what is she hiding? What are they hiding? And then I'm like, no surely he's seen her look across, and then go, <laughs> no, nothing. But uh, I thought Pogo was going to get caught, and that was going to be the moment where Diego confronts uh... him. Goes, what are you hiding? But he just he got away with the weird moment, <laughs> um, and Diego sort of took her word for it. I think. And then I guess that yeah. that pretty much takes us to the big finale, doesn't it? Is there anything else that happens? Um, yeah, so this, there's this sort of like uh, rapid fire bunch of stuff happening at the end of this episode. Um, in the back in the at, at the commission, Dot tells Gloria um, that the handler knows that Five is up to something, um, and then Five knocks out Gloria. She's the the gatekeeper of the tubes, um, and uh, and and sees a, a memo that she was going to send that says protect Harold Jenkins. Right. Who um, we don't know who that is, but we assume no, it's we don't like. Know. Another butcher-type character. Yeah, obviously someone- Some key peg. Exactly. And they've already explained that it doesn't have to be anyone at all related to the scenario. You know, it's not like- Yeah. If if he had to stop um, Hitler or something, it wouldn't be kill Hitler. It'd be kill someone who's the neighbor of Hitler's third cousin because he'll walk by at this right time and all the, you know, this- um, butterfly effect thing would happen. They yeah, never exactly. go for the, the easy option. Effect. Well, I mean, but in a way, it is the easy option. It's hard to work out what that, who that person is, who that peg is. But it's much easier to kill some random person that has nothing to do with anything than it is to kill Hitler. Say, oh, um, okay, so you're not going to go and kill Hitler all of a sudden. You'd well, kill no, an innocent saying- person rather than Hitler, and that would be <laughs> easier to you. Well, I look. The Hitler thing is maybe that it's a different uh, sort of a situation. Um, but if you look at a situation like the Hindenburg, I mean, there isn't necessarily a, it's not as simple as like, well, kill the pilot because, well, then maybe they just get another pilot. It would happen anyway. Right. Or, you know, you can't always trace it back to, um, a single person. Well, I guess this is what their job is to trace it back to someone and whether that person is, you know, right in the middle of it or not. Um, seems like it's all algorithms. It's a lot of maths. Yeah. I guess they're just like looking at, just like thousands of different scenarios. Isn't it um, interesting that the way they they've chosen to exist in 1955 yeah. and use typewriters? Surely you just go to the most advanced part of society when the computers could really figure some shit out and do it all there. Yeah, but that's not the aesthetic this show is going for. But still, <laughs> yeah, it's definitely an aesthetic choice. Um, but they, they, but also they do have like. They do have technology, like obviously they have time travel technology with the briefcases. Um, they also have the technology, like they're, they're apparently they're um, constructing a new body for five. Mm. Um, they talk about that this episode. So they obviously they they yeah they they are technologically advanced in in that way, I guess. But they are choosing to do their paperwork with typewriters, which it just yeah, and maybe- their time machines with leather suitcase briefcases. Yeah, that sort of. Well, stuff. at least there's at least the logic there is that that can blend in anywhere, pretty much, probably right. just about any time, anywhere. You know, in the last yeah, that couple, makes, few that hundred make years, you could just blend in, just hold a hold a briefcase. Probably not as much as like a wristwatch would, or something like that. Right, I assume it needs to be that size. We talked about this before that if if they could make it smaller, they probably would have because True. they could just go to the future, get the technology where it's smaller. 
I don't know. Maybe yeah, no, maybe that- it's a br- maybe it's harder to lose. If it was a, a watch, maybe you just lose it. Oh yeah. Maybe a briefcase. Maybe they worked out that was a good size because um, because you're not likely to accidentally leave it somewhere. What about a pair of pants? Then? Oh yeah. That's a good suggestion. Very hard to lose um, a pair of pants. Yeah, but then the problem is you open your pants and you're in a different time. Oh, yeah. You wake up in the uh, middle of the night, you're wearing your pants. <laughs> you go for a piss. All of a sudden, you're pissing on Hitler. And everything falls out of whack once again. Not again. And Hitler's like, what is going on? I'm actually um, starting to get a taste for yep. this, though. As the rumors <laughs> go. Uh, Ugh, okay. Uh, Kill of the so, Night plays at this point, which is another great song. Oh, yeah, um, great. And, I'll go through uh, all the songs at the end of the episode as well. Okay, great. Um, but we... So, yeah, so things are starting to go off. He So, Five intercepts this uh, order to kill... Or to protect Harold Jenkins, which is going off in a capsule. He gets it first, and he takes a typewriter and changes it to... Uh, sending one to Hazel to kill Cha-Cha and one to Cha-Cha yeah. to kill Hazel. And so we already saw the one getting to ha- uh, Cha-Cha at the start of the episode. Now we know that they've both got one. Um, yes. Then their handler is trying to get five. There's a, a gun fight. Well, not it's a one-way gun fight. She's shooting at him and he's sort of like um, space jumping, improv yep. style. And, uh, yeah, so in the end... Five uses one of her own antique hand grenades and blows her up. Then he blows up the briefcase room. So all their, at least it seems like it, all their time-traveling briefcases or suitcases are all blown yeah, up I guess as well. So. All the ones that aren't out on a job. Apart from his, um, and he takes one as well. Yeah, he steals one and he blows up all the rest. <laughs> and the guy protecting him as he's leaving goes, hey, you're not allowed in there, and then he explodes <laughs> and dies. We also see Cha-Cha uh, going to shoot Hazel in the shower. But but um but of course we know Hazel is also tasked with killing Charger and he knocks her out. So we're not exactly sure what the go is there. I, I assume that Hazel, because he's you know um, not quite the company man he used to be, he's not going to kill Charger. Mm. But obviously Charger is quite happy to to go through with killing Hazel. Well, she wasn't quite happy because she had an easy shot in the woods. Well, yeah. See, that's interesting. What changed? So she i think what changed was she saw him with the donut lady oh that's right we we skipped over that didn't we yeah so yeah we, so a short scene where she's like from afar she sees him hanging out with the donut lady and for whatever reason that was her going all right i will kill him then <laughs> he's yeah, hanging out with the donut lady what? yeah like was he's it, taking that- his eyes off the prize i guess yeah or is it i wondered if it, maybe it was some romantic thing but that probably not um I, yeah, or or even just the, the purely the fact that he was keeping something from her right. maybe felt like a betrayal. Because it's not like he was in a loving embrace with the donut lady. They were just chatting. But it was just obviously a very intimate chat. They were laughing and they looked very comfortable with each other. And maybe Yeah, that was yeah, was. right. Yeah. Clearly something that he's not supposed to be doing on the job, I yeah. guess. Yeah, kind of like that it's subtle like that. Other shows would really do a sledgehammer <laughs> approach and they'd, yeah. they'd be fucking. <laughs> um <laughs> So, so yeah, so he knocks her out. He hits her with the back of his gun. Um, and then at Leonard's, Vanya is about to leave with Leonard. He's out ahead of her and she finds uh, Sir Reggie's 
diary under his bed and she's flicking through it and and we're seeing little glimpses of lines that say things like Vanya is really powerful give Vanya <laughs> drugs to suppress her powers um don't tell Vanya yeah, this sort of there's stuff there's something about her power being dangerous or something mm. um so yeah that's um i guess it's interesting for a couple of reasons uh firstly that's interesting it's uh what, what what's going on there but also um I wonder how, if she's thinking about why the notebook is there because that's weird, right? We did yes. see in a previous episode that um, that he had that notebook. Um, but, yeah, I'd, I'm curious to see if uh, if she overlooks the uh, the weirdness of the notebook being at Leonard's house right. um, and just focuses on, on the contents of it. Well, because, um, uh, I mean, all of a sudden we go, oh, this is why he knows all these things. This is why he's been pouring a medication down the sink and all that yeah. sort of stuff. Is because he knows that she is powerful. He's not. It's not a hunch that he thinks she's special. Yeah, he knows. So this she could. Is. Yeah. Um. So she could even. Oh, we don't know how she reacts to this. I'm, I'm thinking she could. She could blow up. That could blow up their entire relationship, couldn't it? Because, um, because this is an, another betrayal. Yeah, that's right. Because uh, he, yeah, he obviously hasn't been forthright with her, um, about all that. But as that's happening, basically, and as all those things have just happened. Five is blowing up all the time traveling devices and he's using one himself and he lands back at the start of the episode and we see everything that we've just witnessed reverse as the clock ticks backwards. So, Vanya never finds the diary under the bed. Uh, Mm. Luther and Allison never dance underneath the moonlight. Yeah, I forgot this. (laughs) Um, uh, Klaus never contacts Dave. We might have even missed that, but he gets sober enough to contact his dead lover. Yeah. Uh, so none of that stuff happens. A Chacha and Hazel's hits on each other don't happen. He hasn't um, hit her with the gun. Oh yeah, yeah. So we go back to uh, the, the start of the episode when they're having the meeting, the emergency meeting. Um, Before they've all bailed on Luther, uh, Five arrives there, and he sort of takes takes the meeting. Uh, he sort of leads the meeting now, and it, it's like, all right. Every- Everything's going to happen differently, I guess, in the next episode. And that is why this yeah. episode is called The Day That Wasn't. All right. Which gave away it's a fair go. clue at the start. But I was still yeah. shocked. I've both seen it and I read the title <laughs> and I was still like, oh, whoa, that's cool. And normally I would hate an episode that ends with a thing like that that goes, hey, we've just used this device where we were able to reveal a lot of stuff to the audience while it doesn't affect the storyline. I'd be yeah, like, that's, that's a cheap trick, you dogs. But somehow I still yeah. really enjoyed this episode. <laughs> yeah, that's interesting. Okay. Yeah. So, the butterfly effect style, we'll see how many of these things actually end up playing out. Um, whether Luther and Allison end up getting together again. Um, whether Hazel and Cha-Cha end up, uh, well, what they end up doing. Whether it's killing each other or protecting people, because that well, they, they're not going to get the order to kill each other now because five isn't there to do that. Yeah, so so but what yeah. orders will they get? It's going to be interesting to see because I mean, this show a lot like the commission's all based around there's one way everything's meant to go. So we, I guess, yeah. we find out how much of this is fate and how much of this was just um, based on the the weird. The weird series of events from this episode. But, yeah, I thought it was yeah. a really good episode. I, I liked it a lot. It's still maybe... It's up there with my favourites. Um, yeah, it's a, it is a 
very enjoyable to watch, even if it was not of much consequence um, plot-wise. I mean, I, I get all of this stuff is of co- like this is all interesting stuff, uh, as you said. Like it's all re- revealing stuff to the viewer. Yeah, and um, the other thing that I should say that it really does, they go back to that meeting, which fell apart at the start of the episode because it didn't have two key ingredients: five and five's yep. knowledge that a man named Henry Jenkins was Harold at the Jenkins. Of it. I think Harold Jenkins. Yeah, so that that's the one lead that they have is, but they, of course they have they don't know who this is or They're, because the commission wants to protect him, they know they've got to kill him. Yep, yeah. So so there you go. Great episode. I really enjoyed it. The songs from this episode, I think we mentioned a few of them. Uh, yeah, there's only three that are mentioned here. Three sort of key songs: uh, the Doors, uh, Soul Kitchen, when yep. Klaus and Dave go dancing in the Vietnam flashback. Then Top Loaders Dancing in the Moonlight, which we talked about when Alison and Luther dance. And then uh, Jin Wigmore's Kill of the Night, which is when Five intercepts the message. Mm. Um, great songs. More uh, more great choices. Yeah, I think the song selections are all good. I mean, yeah, Dancing in the Moonlight, I don't know what it is about that song, but I find it uh, a bit too sickly for whatever reason. It's just a right. boring, sickly sort of song but it's just a throw a nostalgic throwback uh yeah. for me to what the early 2000s i guess is, is when that yeah was, and it kind or? of it, it kind of sounds like it's a nostalgic throwback from then as well like through the a filter of the early 2000s probably mm. but maybe i think probably that time music like that that came out at that time i got a theory that there's a certain like 10 year period of your life where things that are really the real pop music grates on you forever so, like, mm. if I, I'm, you know, I'm too young to be jaded by certain bands. Like, I know people who are around for Credence, Clearwater Revival, like, oh, fucking hell, Credence. Yeah. Uh, but I'm like, no, I mean, I I never heard them overplayed. So, I think they've got cool songs and I still, you know, don't hear them all that much. Yeah. Uh, Kiss is the same. You'll hear some people love Kiss and people a little bit older than that will be like, Kiss are the lamest band of all time. <laughs> But U2 as well? U2 is definitely one of those kind of bands. Uh, yeah, there's there's a lot of those. I reckon if you... Yeah, the bands that when you're into... You're discovering cool music, that's when you think anything that's not cool is fucking lame. Mm. Uh, and I just... I've probably caught myself doing that now. Maybe if I was older or younger at that time, I would have been fine with dancing in the moonlight. <laughs> Uh, we've got a few questions and feedback. I haven't read any of it, so I'm assuming it's questions and feedback from <laughs> listeners. If you've got any questions and or feedback, please send them through at the link in the show notes. Um, it can be a general question or anything about a specific episode from the past or upcoming, and we'll be able to talk about it. For instance, Siraj, uh, has- Siraj? Re- yeah, I reckon it's Siraj Pyrrhus. I love Siraj. He's a great He's a patron would, uh, of this show. He'd occasionally send us donuts. Oh, you know, there weren't any donuts, donuts in this so episode. Good. I was very disappointed. This uh, The whole episode went by without any donuts. There were Oh, no, but I think th- we saw the donut shop, though, and I noticed on the sign that there Briefly. was a donut and sandwich deal, which made me realise, oh, there's a bit more oh, to this place. They also yeah, do right. sandwiches. but <laughs> And in America, I think, don't they call hamburgers sandwiches? I think sandwich has got a broader definition in America. Yeah, yeah. I might be wrong. Um, yeah, uh, you get like a chicken sandwich might be what we would call a burger. 
Um, and Utsaraj has said, because there's a field saying, where are you from? He says, within five kilometers of my place of residence, which is the rule in Melbourne <laughs> at the moment, if you're allowed out for an hour a day, but not beyond five kilometers of where you live. Uh, and his message is about the third episode of season one. So this is from a couple of episodes back, episode 103. Ah. Uh, Siraj writes, for, this is for Evan. Short stop in Melbourne CBD does Boston creams. <laughs> they also do. Of course, it's a donut, a donut chat. <laughs> I love Boston Greens. I haven't been to Short Stop. I actually saw them on. For some reason, I was looking at Google Maps and looking at the Melbourne CBD. I can't remember why I was looking at this that. This is what lockdown's um, all about. Yeah, <laughs> looking at maps online for no reason. Yeah. Places I can't go. And I saw Short Stop. Like, oh, there's a donut shop there, and I'd, I'd never been there before. But yeah, I'd, I'm definitely have to go there when. Um, when it'll open. So, I really like um, uh, Walker's Donuts on Elizabeth Street and Flinders Street. It's okay. a, one, one yeah. of my favourites. Siraj, since he's delivered some donuts for live streams at Stupid Old Studios, I'm not telling you this, Evan. I'm telling the listeners. But yeah. um, so, and he sort of re-sparked my love of a donut. And I'm definitely yeah. going to go try a Boston cream at shortstop when we're allowed to again. Uh, he yeah. said they also do date. some insanely over-the-top chocolate ones. Yeah, right. I... um. I don't really go for, like, the really over-the-top ones. Like, nothing for me, nothing beats. Like, a Boston cream is a a classic, Um, but just, like, a a jam donut or a chocolate glazed donut, good stuff. If Sometimes they just get overloaded and it can just wind up being way too sweet. Although, um, at All Day Donuts, which is sort of the closest quality donut shop in in Brunswick where we are, um, and they're open all day, it's great. Um, they they actually do a they do really well with the sort of more over the top ones. They think they're they're still they they're still restrained and they're not overly sweet. Yeah, great. Anyway. No, I'm the same. I'm definitely with you in that. And I reckon a lot of the ones that Siraj got, I don't know what shop they were from. I think they were from All Day Donuts. Yeah, yeah they, they were really good and not too yeah. over the top. Whereas you see sometimes, yeah, they're stacked about um you know ten centimeters high above the donut with all sorts of crap on it. And you're like, well, you're yeah. not really eating a donut anymore. There was a chain that was going around when donuts really got big again. What was it? What was it called? Like, but anyway, the gritties. And- <laughs> yeah, gritties. <laughs> anyway, they were way too sweet for me. Nutella donuts, meh, too sweet. Right. Yeah, I'm, I'm all for the just keeping it down a notch. Custard, I'm into. It's sort of like a yeah. subtleish custard. You'd love a Boston cream, I reckon. All right, great. I'm so in for a Boston cream. Anyway, Siraj, <laughs> as also as well as that bit of info, he's asked a question. Uh, the cops, episode two, say that fingerprints on the knife from the donut shop matched a crime from 1938, and then later oh, they yeah. say the bullets are from the 1960s. Do you reckon five went into the past as well as the future? I'm assuming those were his prints on the knife. Yes, and I think we've sort of probably yeah, since well, uh, that episode, we've learned a little bit more about that, haven't we? He became mm. a time-traveling hitman. He went into the past and the future. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, so that explains that. I think that, yeah, I think that does explain that. Thank you so much, Siraj. Hopefully that makes sense to you. Then we've got a couple of uh, comments or questions that are relating to episode six, which is today's episode. The first one's from Tyler in Michigan, uh, Detroit Rock City, and he writes, how do you feel about the day being reset? Do you think... <laughs> 
it was a good idea or do you think it wasted your time? Wow, that's interesting. <laughs> I mean, I that's I don't know why I've forgiven it. It does feel like I would normally be like, fuck that show. But well, I think yeah. I just enjoyed it and it was a little glimpse into it. It was almost like a parallel universe in the end because we're going to see the timeline splinter off at a different point with, with slightly different information and we get to see um, how it affects everything. Yeah, I guess... Um I guess I don't know yet because it's only just happened and we don't know what happens next, really. Um, it, it could well be that some of this stuff sort of does come back in some way. Um, but I don't feel too ripped off with my time. I think it was it's still enjoyable to watch and there's some great character development in there too. Um, and, you, you know, we can we can see how, how things will play out differently. Yeah, I wonder Tyler doesn't let us know his or her feelings about it. Um, I'd love to know, Tyler, what did you think? I'm guessing because yeah, you're asking the know. question. I'm thinking maybe, I don't know. I mean, you asked if it was a good idea or if we think it wasted our time. Yeah. Curious. I wonder if that did get a bit of, bit of flack from the fandom. Uh, mm. Thanks for that message. Also, uh, about this episode comes a message from James in Brisbane. And James writes... Love the bitter irony of everything working out for the best, only for Five to reverse everything, thinking he's fixing it, and basically flicking over the first domino. Good thing he did, though, Mm. because it means plenty more episodes to entertain us. Yeah, right. I mean, a lot of of little things worked out for all the characters, but it didn't stop the apocalypse from happening, right? No. um, And there's stuff like... we. Vanya will still discover her power. Um, maybe Luther and Allison will wind up together. Like the, uh, some of these b- bigger things will may still play out. Um, so what? Yeah, what? I'm not sure. Why well, wouldn't he have just gone back to where we were up to in the timeline? I guess to him, he didn't know. Yeah, well, I think why he didn't he go did back in a bit of further? a rush? Yeah, it was a rush, right? That's probably. just wh- how it happened. Yeah, okay. So Does he have a like briefcase a... when he lands? Yeah, I wasn't he hugging the briefcase? Oh, right, yeah, I just couldn't remember whether whether he like just sort of used it and it was gone or whether he um, had it with him and now can still jump around. Right. Oh, yeah, that's true. So, yeah, I guess that'll come up. Because that means he can travel anywhere. Yeah, it could go further now. back if they don't fix it. If, if it's clear that it's, they're not about to fix it, you know? Yeah. He could do that day, the Star Trek thing of just keep just, doing it and figure yeah. out, all right, well, that didn't work. I'll tweak something and try again. Yeah. Um, I imagine mm. they'll figure something way out of making that not possible, though, surely. Maybe. Uh, do you have time maybe for one more question? Yeah, sure. Uh, this one's just a general question from Elijah, or Eli for short, from Sydney. And Eli writes... Would you rather have Luther's body from the TV show or the comics where his head is in a jar on a space ape body in case you haven't seen it? Oh, okay. Sorry. I didn't, I didn't nail the tone, the um, emphasis <laughs> there on the right words. Would you rather have Luther's body from the TV show or the comics? So in the comics, he's, I'm going to look this up. He's, he's just a head. I feel like I'm going to want it from the TV show if his head's in a jar. <laughs> Yeah, that doesn't sound that great, does it? Um, oh, yeah. yeah, but I mean, oh, that's interesting. He's got real big ape hands from like the 
elbow down, it's like big hairy ape hands. Yeah, that looks fairly cumbersome. I'm going to say TV show Luther. If it was going to be me, I'd go go for that. Yeah, I think I'm going to go TV show Luther as well. You could at least pretend to be a little bit normal. Yeah, um, he just looks like a jacked up, <laughs> jacked like up bodybuilder. Yeah. yeah. Uh, great question, though. Thank you, Elijah. If people do have these sort of questions, like we've had a few of them today, well, I'd love to know what they think. I'll ask Evan yeah. and then I'd love to tell him what you th- think as well. <laughs> Maybe one last one here, Evan, uh, because these, oh, there's a few from a little while ago. So I just want to get through a couple of these, each of these general ones each week as well. This one mm-hmm. comes from Natesh, sorry, Natesh in India. And Natesh writes, uh, no message or questions, just some suggestions for future episodes. Okay. So here's some future p- potential primates episodes. First one he's offered is Evolution with Julianne Moore, David Duchovny, Orlando Jones, and Sean William Scott. It's Stifler, I believe. Oh, yeah. I remember that film. That's a cool um, encounter. I've never seen it, but I imagine I would. It feels like I would like that, probably. I had that on DVD. And there's obviously there's some sort of ape relation in there. Yeah, I'm trying to think of what uh, what that is. Um. I just remember the trailer, Julianne Moore, and then she falls over. It's very funny. Natish <laughs> says that it, it's a very funny movie. He reckons yeah, that again. Andy would be a good guest on as well. And he also suggested Ad Astra. Ah. Which- I have heard of that, but I don't know anything about it. No, I'm the same. But yeah, it's like it's another space one, isn't it? Yeah. Is there anything ape-ly ape- about it? Anything ape-ly. Um, oh well, yeah, he's uh, he's written a second part of the message saying "space baboon" with a link okay. to a video. Okay. So I'll check that out. Space baboon. Oh, cool. Okay, great. Cheers, for that good tip. Yeah, we haven't really spoken about doing this beyond the the Umbrella Academy series, but I reckon we'll probably <laughs> lockdown's been extended. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Um, Anything else you want to uh, get off your chest before we boot this baby home, Evan Munro-Smith? No, I'm just keen to roll on to the next one and see see how it all shakes out. Yeah, great. We, depending on the weeks, at, at the moment, because I, the last couple of weeks I've been working on a do-go-on report and I'm doing the bonus episodes for do-go-on at the moment, so I just didn't have time to do the double, but maybe we'll get back into doing two a week for a little while just sure. to get through the end of the season because I really want to get on to season two as well. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, anyhow, thanks everyone for joining us, uh, especially you, Evan Monroe Smith. People can check no out worries. Gamey Gamey Game at gamygame.com. There's a whole back catalogue of episodes with a heap of people who've been guests on Primates before, so do check it out. It's very fun, um, to watch even if you don't like gaming yeah. or you don't need to be a real gaming expert to get it. It's very light on the gaming chat yeah. probably it's just a, it's just a, mostly just a fun chat show uh, and follow me on twitch oh yes follow me on ch- twitch there'll be a link there saturday mornings melbourne time evan does some twitching things and he's all his social <laughs> yeah. media things i think you're also linked below <laughs> uh now evan as we always say he oh, also follow me follow me matt stewart <laughs> art on twitter and matt stewart comedy on other places as well i got my website matt stewart comedy please get on there for uh support us on patreon if you want to hear some of these bonus episodes uh there's a bunch go we do three a month now including one that's a show all about the movies of brendan fraser called phrasing the bar 
Now, uh, you can find that at uh, patreon.com slash pod. <laughs> now, Evan, thanks so much for joining us. And as we always say here at Primates Podcast, how good are donuts? <laughs> so good. I want to have one right now. Me too. podcast is part of the planet broadcasting network visit planetbroadcasting.com for more podcasts from our great mates i mean if you want it's up to you even when we're on a budget we still deserve nice things quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80 percent less than similar brands they have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at 50 dollars, luxurious italian leather bags and so much more plus Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.